Hello again, this is Charlie Balfontaine, and you have tuned in, and I'm saying this apologetically, to the Homebuyers Hour on WCPT. You're going to have to listen to us talk about real estate for the next 53 minutes and 30 seconds, but boy, is it going to be exciting. Mm -mm. So what we're going to try and do is bring Steve Davis. He's the real estate agent on the show with us today. And we're going to try and bring him in once a month. And I think what we're going to try to do when he's here is turn the show more into an education. So, Joey, he's going to end up talking about, you know, picking a team in this market and, and talking about the good and the bad. Steve, Steve Davis is going to be talking how to vet a, a realtor. And Patrick is going to be talking about um, handling transactions through divorce. And I'm going to be talking about chimney inspections and why they're needed and so forth. But I want to go around the horn real quick and do the introductions and let everybody give their contact information. And Patrick, I'd like to start with you, please, and thank you. You know, it's called the Home Buyers Hour, but home sellers, you can listen to. There's good information for you as well. So. Did I misspeak and say Home Sellers Hour? <laughs> no, but oh. I just want I just want to make that clear. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we're called, it's called, the home, we, it's got to be called something, right? Yeah. And the Home Buyers like buyer and Home sellers. sellers. And those guys was taken. Yeah. So we couldn't do that. <laughs> them real estate guys. Yeah. Them real estate guys. Um, actually, that's not bad. That's not, I'm going to look into that. Uh -oh. um, if there's available IP. Find me on social media. I'm not a fan of being contacted by random numbers. You can find me on Instagram. I am at Loftus underscore law. L-O-F like Frank. T like Tom. U-S like Sam. And find me on TikTok where I fight with people in the comment section at Loftus Law. You are witty. I give you that much. Steve, give us your contact information, please. Sure. Uh, Steve Davis. Uh, I work for Compass uh, as well as the Kamar Group. And my contact information is stevedavis at compass.com. Or you can reach me on Instagram, which is I'm Steve Davis. And then your phone number, too, please? Sure. It's 312-513-6314. And then Joey. First, Joey, I want to hear a little bit about you know, what's going on in the market, how things are getting a little bit busy and prices and such. And then I'd like you to, to go ahead and lead into what you're talking about on picking a team in this market. Please and thank you. Why, hi. This Why, is hi. Uh, Joey Matthews. <laughs> this Charlie's favorite mortgage broker. NMLS 1330694. Coming to you from Neighborhood Loans nowadays. Um, Oh, you can find me at the VALoneNerd.com across all social medias as at the VA Loan Nerd. You could also call or text me at 630-235-2405. The last two days, we've had some big economic news with uh, core inflation rate coming down from last month, but meeting in expectations. Um, same thing with the year over year and our regular just inflation stripping out. Um, the high volatile goods, food, energy, et cetera. Uh, also, the producer price index came in lighter than expected today. So we have been seeing good market reaction. We are now seeing the 10-year treasury yielding at about a 4.15%, which has been pretty stable for the last week or so. We had a couple days up at four and a quarter, and now it's back down to 4.1. So good news, good news, good news. Uh, the Federal Open Markets Committee, the Fed, they're going to be releasing their interest rate flatness today. They're not going to move rates, but if we want to make a crazy prediction for the hell of it, we're going to say they're going to drop them a quarter. It's not going to happen, but hey, Patrick says he likes predictions. I um, love predictions, too. Yeah. Spe speak it into the universe. <laughs> right? It doesn't happen unless you believe it. I'm giving you the old Star Wars mind control, the Jedi mind trick right now, Wave. <laughs> I'm down with it. I'm down with it. And right after that, at... Uh, at 1.30 uh, today on Wednesday. Your Joe, favorite God, person December, in the world. I'm in February in my head. December 13th, <laughs> uh, Jay Powell is going to crap on my life. And that's just the way it is. Uh, anyway, so the big thing that uh, I, we're, we're talking about today with uh, I, me, Steve, with, with, with the team here is um, – how to pick a team and why does this matter right now? I will tell you this morning, I sat down on my computer, I opened up my computer and I saw six requests for pre-approvals. Um, is that awesome for, 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 for me? Yes, I guess, right? Because people are reaching out, they want pre-approvals, but I also know I'm not the only lender who's seeing that. 
Why is this happening? It's because people are now seeing that rates are starting to come down. And I've been talking about this for the last year, year and a half, is if you can afford to buy, jump on it, grab grab the house while you can before rates start to come down. And now you're dealing with a rising price environment, right? Because here's, again, we have never solved the supply issue, which has been the issue for the last year and a half. There has been no supply and there has been pent up demand. That demand is starting to release. That is going to make the supply more expensive. Um, so be ready for it. It's going to be happening. So if if you're on the fence, uh, you might want to start ASAP. Just my opinion. No, um, which is good. But what about, you know, talk to me about vetting because Steve's going to talk about vetting realtors. What about betting mortgage brokers? You know, so what, I, are, what are some of the questions that I should be asking if I want to work with somebody? So, I mean, some of the questions you want to be asking is, I mean, right off the bat, how are you going to help me win? Right. And that's not something so most people lead with. Well, what's your rate? What's your rate? What's your rate? I'll tell you what. If you want the best rate possible, go to better.com. You'll never close. You're going to love your rate that you never close with. OK, <laughs> uh, it's just a fact. Um Oh, so true. So <laughs> well, true. There's very few circumstances in which a mortgage broker has a different rate to offer someone else, unless you're talking about uh, artificially changing the rate through something like uh, like a buy down or whatever. So, really, I mean, the rate the rate should be should be the last thing you you really talk about. Number one should be closing, right? How many loans have you ever had denied? I'm still I'm still at zero. Where I and that's my entire team. So I have a team of a bunch of lenders. I will never let them get a loan denied. It's just not going to happen. It's not in my blood to let people with their life. They're trusting your life to be in their hands because one of the basic needs of life. Again, Charlie talks about all the time is shelter, right? Yeah, that well, is, I believe in it. Yeah. If you do not believe that that is something to honor, like significantly, then you are in the wrong line of work, and I cannot wait until you're gone. And that's um, all of us, Joey, not just you. So, Joey, what, oh, absolutely. Why, how is it? What, what about your process is uh, unique in terms of being able to uh, to brag about that kind of record? I mean, you know, what what are you doing that is making that happen specifically? Well, I stay up to date on guidelines. I get updated uh, lender letters from Fannie Mae, Freddie <laughs> Mac, VA. FHA. So anytime there's a change, I, I know about it literally that morning because I'll get an email from them directly and I can read the change and I can make sure that the change gets implemented in, in my system. I can tell you a buddy of mine, he had a VA loan come in over the weekend. Uh, I, I am who I am. I reviewed it the way I reviewed it and went through all the docs. I went through his previous year's year end pay subs. I was making sure that the commissions were okay because we we're using commissions for the pre-approval, right? And I, I, I like to use, I can use higher numbers. I like to qualify at the lowest amount necessary to get the job done. Because if we need it a little bit higher, we can use a little bit, a bit higher. But if you're qualified at the lowest amount, that's the easiest thing to get through underwriting uh, quickly, right? Uh, I also, I'm pulling certificates of eligibility. I'm looking at your credit history. I'm making sure that we're, we don't miss anything. I, I, I scrub, I scrub the hell out of these things. I look at your deposit history. I know if, if um, you've had a deposit with an FHA loan of more than 25% of your, your monthly income, I need to find out where that came from. All that stuff we do up front. I like to underwrite a loan up front in my head or and obviously through automated underwriting because I like to know that my underwriter is getting something that is going to be clean because it also improves my relationships with my underwriters and they trust me more. So if they see a file come in from me and I have to get a rush, I can get an underwriting approval in an hour. Um, Anyway, but yeah, that VA loan that came in uh, over the weekend or the, the pre-approval that came in over the weekend, I scrubbed everything. It went under contract yesterday and it's it's already gone to underwriting because it was just clean. It was just clean. And, and if you can't figure out how to read docs, if you can't, I mean, she, dude, man. And when you're saying so, you, you're talking about other mortgage brokers. Any, any, any mortgage person. If you can't figure out how important your job is or how amazing it is that these people are trusting you with such a big decision in their life then you're yeah. in the again you're in the wrong line of work get out of my way because you're screwing people over that don't deserve it and you know you're talking to my heart there but how does you know a lot of people look at us in real estate thinking we're all commodities so how do you prove to somebody that those aren't just words in other words what if i call another mortgage broker and he says oh yeah i do all this stuff too and i never had one day i never had I one that failed that. You know, I agree with that. He said reputation is everything and it makes a big difference. I, I mean, too. what 
what Joey's explaining right now as far as like his scrub is vetting is doing everything he needs to do to make sure that the loan is going to is going to close and the fact that his <clears throat> experience his due diligence his educate always educating his clients always keeping up with the markets keep, keeping his agents up with the markets that makes a huge difference especially on my end so i you know that's one of the big reasons why Joey is as good as he is in my opinion so Joey, let me ask you a question. I'm a borrower. I come to you and I say, "Look, um, I want a pre-approval, and you know, I just I just need it right now." And and you're going to respond to me, "Well, you know, I need this, this, and this." And my response is going to be, "Well, I just talked to so and so over at um, uh, crappyloan.com, and they said they would just give me a pre-approval based on uh, just a verbal of, of what of what the information they need." What what are you going to tell me that's important for me to know? That, that's a crappy lender. That's a pre-qualification. Um, that holds zero weight. You're going to lose that deal. That lender's not going to call the list agent and vouch for your pre-approval because hopefully they don't want to feel embarrassed because they don't know anything about your file. They don't want to tell them on the phone, I have not reviewed docs. I have not run AU automated underwriting. I have not done these things to guarantee this client. client. I mean, I've had, I've had agents call me that said, hey, I got your pre-approval. So-and-so at my office knows you. They said that you're going to close. So we're, we're working with your offer. Like, then that's what I'm saying. You can, it's, it's Chicagoland. Is, I mean, it's, 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 a, the real estate world is small, right? And it's we getting all smaller. have mutual friends. It's getting smaller every day. It's getting smaller every day. Yeah. We can't all hide from a bad reputation. That's no, for you sure. can't. At all. No, nope, not at all. Not at all. So, I will not tell that borrower I will pre-approve them. I will tell them, well, if, if you want to buy a house, then you're going to go through what I'm asking you to go do because I want to make sure that you close. If you, if you just want to go look at a house because you're bored, you know, go, go talk to the stupid face lender. They're, they're, they're not going to help you out. When you get serious, let me know. Call me back. Boy, there's a lot of lending companies we should be charging advertising rates, you know, right now. I don't I don't think there's one called crappylender.com. Are you well, sure? There is, I bet you there might be. If no, there no. is, um, you know, maybe, I mean, it could be It'd that be there's someone. It's, it's, so, uh, it's K-A-R-P. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, maybe, you know, someone's last name is Crappy. I, I grew up with a kid and his last name was Crapple. So, I mean, you know, Crapple home, I don't know. I remember I used to. <laughs> I'm a WBBM listener. Sorry, everybody oh, here. I know I just did the negative. I'll you be canceled next WCPT week. I'm a guy myself. Well, that's that's true. You know, I like to listen to the traffic, but they were they WCPT had cars for kids, and every time that song came on, I would always and my kids were in a car. I would sing, you know, kids for cars. Donate your kids today, and I just got two malarkey Shame flags thrown at me I right cannot, now. But I cannot express to you enough how much respect I've just lost for you, Charlie. I'm so sorry. The I'm a bad person, but I like that, the case. That is where I was going. That organization, I won't even utter their name. That uh -oh. song is <laughs> I know, just it's horrible. the devil, the absolute devil. And you're singing in the car to your kids. I, well, I'm singing kids abuse. for cars. I'm car. calling the cops on you. You donate your. I couldn't. Nobody would take them. I'm calling the you cops. You know, I on loved you. all my children. And probably yeah. going to get another one. Just, no, just <laughs> I mean, uh, unbelievable. I'm, you know, if any of Charlie's children are, are listening, I'm so sorry. Your kids so are still traumatized by this. So my son is listening right now. Christopher's I'm, always listening. He's always listening. I'm yeah. so sorry that happened to you. How old's Christopher? Uh, he's 30 years old. He's a fireman down in Memphis right uh, now. Thank you for your service. Appreciate so, that. You know what else? My, my wife knows how much I hate that. And when it comes on, because we listen she to... She probably turns it up. She does. <laughs> Good woman. She's, she's in trouble. When I we, like when her we a watch, lot. When we watch this, and the look I'm going to give her, it will be worth a thousand daggers. So, and and Steve, I, I guess I want to ask you, you know, something about Joey. Like, what are if you're going to use somebody that you know has a good reputation, you know they're going to be diligent, and it's not that they're going to make the loan close. But they're damn well going to tell you if it's not able to close right up front. Well, they're supposed you to. Know. It doesn't mean they always do. You know, a lot of, I mean, I think it's like anything. You have to make sure that you're working with people you trust and that, you know, I mean, <clears throat> the trusted referral aspect is a huge uh, ordeal. Okay. And the fact is, is that anyone can tell you anything. That's Proof my in the point. Pudding, as they say, right? Yeah. So, so how do we prove it? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, relationship, relationships, obviously, but also the fact of reputation um, and, you know, the due diligence to make sure that they are a good uh, resource. So whether you're a lender, an attorney, a realtor, 
a home inspector. I mean, yeah. the same thing. Joey, so, is there places out there where, you know, people could check on your reputation as a lender? thousand percent outside of really? just talking to other uh, realtors inside of your office and finding out you can go on facebook and see who our mutual friends are right there's a realtor on there reach out to them easy peasy right uh and this is just for realtors vetting me uh but you could also jump on i'm not going to say the name of the the thing but it's a big national website that puts estimates for values out i have reviews on there uh, <laughs> i have reviews on my facebook business page i have now reestablished my Google business page because a certain other company deleted it from me, Rude. Uh, which is fine. Um, and what else am I on? I don't know. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got reviews everywhere. My only nasty review is from a dentist who my, when my wife <laughs> gave a nasty Yelp review to Jesus. and they reviewed me back. Well, that was <laughs> nice of them. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Good nah. time. Wait, were you the client or the patient or was your wife the patient? And then you no, got my, my 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 uh at the time he was a uh, three-year-old and they said he had seven cavities so he took it to another dentist they're like yeah he he he's fine he has no cavities they're gonna lose those teeth so. anyway yeah you know technically yeah. at three years right. old i mean you should be so my wife got pretty cranky <laughs> about it left a nasty <laughs> review and they reviewed me back it is what it is yeah you're three years old those, those, that's you're a gonna lose dumb those reason teeth. to give you a bad let, review let's, but let's, okay let's let those teeth i, I tried to get head. there you go i tried to get that z named company to re, to remove it and they're like nah we can't prove you never talked to them I'm like look at my <laughs> look oh at my, my god at, at least Whatever. at least you're not out there bad mouthing car dealerships i mean you know only only the worst <laughs> of the worst would do that and that's what you do Patrick? no that's what i do <laughs> oh guilty sorry. as there right. could be just because okay. i had a bad run in all right i'm changing the subject the heck with all you guys all right Back to Steven. I, I now I want to learn how to vet a realtor. All right. I mean, there's there's a lot of them. There's over 70,000 in the state of Illinois that are licensed. And Well, technically, I think there was. There isn't any more. Well, I say that. going down, which is fantastic. We'll, we'll know a lot more about that in April, which is when the broker licenses Correct. are set are up for yeah. renewal. Yeah, I just got the numbers at the beginning of this month, and it was 74,000. Yeah, so, Did you really? You yeah. Know, that, that I do that every month. I'm a nerd. That How many months there before? I'd like have to check all the records. We were in the 80s. You so know? it was only 10 grand less. That's or surprising. five, yeah. Just, just, but the, those but are, they don't delete them until yeah, what Patrick's the, saying April 30th. It doesn't mm, count the point. people that have like effectively left the business. I mean, if you're right. not, you're not going to call up the the state and be like, yeah, can you pull my license because I'm, I'm well, no longer. I mean, it's the same thing as is when it comes down to that. Anyway, is that a lot of the people are getting out of their business are solo agents, and the whole thing now is all about a big team aspect in my opinion, and in a lot of our opinions that I obviously do a lot of business. So, you know, I'm, <clears throat> my whole thing is, is that vetting a, a realtor, is vetting an attorney, is vetting a, a mortgage broker, is vetting any industry out there, including even home inspectors, Charlie. So I agree. Here's what I would say about vetting a realtor. First of all, when you're deciding on a realtor, um, you know, you really want to make sure that they have, as we talked about, kind of segueing is, the reputation, um, not you know, not bad, bad reviews, and not, you know, um, <clears throat> not the fact that they can help you buy a house or sell a house. It's the fact of who are they? Have you done your due diligence and making sure that they have good reviews? Have you, you know, have you reached out? Have you interviewed? You know, I have no problem when people tell me, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing, you know, three realtors to make sure I'm choosing the right one. I'll be like, good. You should do that. So let me ask you a question. Am I the first one or am I the last one you're interviewing? Because this will be the last interview you need. And I'm very confident in saying that and not cocky. Yeah, I'm having a little fun with it. But at the same time. Yeah, give me the why. Why are you so confident on that? Sure. I mean, the fact is, is that when I sit down with a client, I talk to him. I ask him, what is it you're looking for in a realtor? What aren't you looking for in a realtor? What have you had before? There's a reason why you're sitting down with me versus the person that you worked with before. So what is it, right? So I discover a lot of people don't know what they want, don't they? Or do no, they? I disagree. I, really? Here's the thing: is that for a first-time home buyer, no, they may not know exactly what they should be looking for. Yeah. But so you ask them a series of questions, and so you know a lot of the things that I do, other agents don't do. So first of all, I vet the client as well. So if I get a referral, uh, first of all, I think. 
the referral. So let's say I'm going to use you and Charlie, or you and Patrick, for example, Charlie, as I say, hey, you know, thank you so much, uh, Patrick, for the referral to Charlie. You know, Charlie, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to uh, to meet with you, and I'm looking forward to getting to know a little bit more about you. Uh, I also want to let you know about, you know, myself, my team, what you can expect from us, uh, you know, and then I'm going to give you a few crucial forms that I need you to fill out. And those, those uh, forms will allow me to get to know you better in regards to what you're looking for That's and what's important for you. I like to build relationships. I'm That's not a one job. and done deal. Right. A lot of realtors are burning turns and that's just how they are. And they, there's a lot of them out there that do a lot of business that way and that's fine, but I'm a relationship builder. So if you don't want to have, you know, if you just want to burn and turn and be done and, and, and so on, I'm not your guy because I like to get to know you I like to understand everything about you. Uh, I like to make sure that I not only refer you when you refer me, but also that you can always come to me as a resource, even, you know, six, 10 years after you buy the house or sold the house or whatever it is, because I always want to be there for that person. Um, the big thing is, is that when I send these forms out, um, with the email or whatnot, it's going to say, you know, the first one is an all about you form, the all about you form, as some of you have gone through this type of coaching, uh, it allows you to get to know the person, um, you know, who they are, you know, who their spouse is, what kind of, you know, when their anniversary is, when their birthdays are, do they have any kids? Do they have any pets? Do they have any, you know, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite candy? What's your favorite, you know, beverage, whatever it is. And what that does, it allows me to get to know who you are better and what you appreciate. And I think that's really important because, not only am I going to send you a birthday card on your birthday uh, or your anniversary, but I'm also going to call you. I'm also going to reach out. I'm also going to make sure that your kid, Timmy, has their favorite toy when they turn three next month, right? So it's those things that make a difference. Now, that also means that you're really getting to know those people and they're doing a lot of business with you. You're doing a lot of business with them. You're bringing value to them as they are for you. So that means that it depends on the type of relationship you have with the client. But I think it makes a big difference, right? The other thing I'm going to send is a, a seller-buyer questionnaire. Uh, so whether you're a seller, whether you're a buyer, what's important to you? What's your wish list? So, you know, uh, what are you looking for in your next house? Um, you know, what's important for you here? It could be the okay. littlest thing, like, I appreciate a soaking tub versus a walk-in shower. Things like that, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, knowing someone, I think, is is got to be very important in terms of helping them find the place they're going to live for, you know, depending on how permanent that they that they think that it's going to be. I mean, mm -hmm. where you live, it, it shapes a, a huge part of your life. And it, if you got someone that that is assisting you uh, using their expertise to help you find it. I think the more that that person knows about you, the better. And we were talking to an agent in here a few months ago, um, you know, and, and, and they remarked how remarkable they felt it was how much people do share with you in the process. And, you know, there's when you build that level of trust, I, I think really you're more likely to get the good result that you're hoping for. Yeah. And people and, want to be heard. Yeah. And the trust no comes doubt. along with, with that. And it also comes along with, okay, what are you going to do as an, as their agent? This is what I want to get to. Sure. You know, so <clears throat> my business is a little unique. All right. We market direct to consumer. We don't have a lot of real estate agents that refer us. We do have some, they're pretty good producers. Um, but it's, I'm not going to conform. That's, I'm a stubborn old man. That's all there is to it. We want to provide a big, long list, and I want to make sure that everything's put in a proper perspective. That's what I believe our business is. So when I talk to clients and their real estate agents have referred another company and they didn't go with that company, they came with me, I hear a lot of complaints about those real estate agents where they didn't help prepare me. They didn't give me the, the comps. They didn't, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I feel like I'm left out on my own you know, that comes in here and everybody's making decisions for me. That's a kind of a big deal. At least it is in my eyes. Am I 
psychotic. I know I'm psychotic, but that's beside the point. <laughs> you know, am special. I crazy in that? Yeah, I'm special. I like that. No, I don't think so at all. I think, you know, a lot of the times, that's the reason I ask the questions when I sit down with a client. Like, listen, I know you used another person to help you buy this property. Clearly, you're looking for someone, someone different to help you sell it. What happened with that agent that didn't work out? Or what would you like to see differently that you didn't have the first time around? The fact is, is that some agents are about their pocketbook. They're not about understanding who you are and how you know how you can be a resource to them while they live in the house, after they move out of the house, whatever it is. And you know, it's also about um, <laughs> it's also about the fact of of uh, you know making sure you go above and beyond for that client. Make sure that they understand every detail. Making sure that if they have an issue or a problem during the process, after the process. Before the process even, make sure you're there for them. You know, Charlie, with you running into agents saying, or excuse me, with clients saying, you know, well, they gave me this random, you know, uh, inspection company or I had to find my own. If you have to find your own, you need to find another agent. Sorry. Because... Well, the fact I'm going to argue uh, that one real no? quick. Because sure. What happens if it's a Jamal Cole inspector? You know, we got people out there that that want to be Jamoka. <laughs> it's a word. A Look at us, right? A, I thought that was a. All a three of you are attacking me right now. This isn't fair. Yeah, Jamoka Coffee real, Home Jamo, Inspector. Jamoka Home Inspector. Jamoka um, Home Inspector. I like it. I'm, I'm getting that. I'm getting That's that a new URL. company name. Um, they have brown trucks. But no, there's a lot of people. <laughs> Oh my God! There's a lot of people that don't do a good job. Cream colored right? interior. They make the deal go through this? quick. I don't know. <laughs> they make the deal go through quick, and then you know the the person who moved into the house, they're left with all these repairs that they they didn't have the freedom of choice anymore. Yeah. Someone so else made it for them. I'm saying if they had to find their own, and they weren't, I mean, they had to do their own due diligence. I think when it comes down to it, as the professional in the industry, you should have people that you're going to refer to them because you know they're going to do a job for them or you've had great you know results from them in the past yeah, so what i mean a, by that maybe i came off wrong which what i mean by that is that i think that a an attorney excuse me an agent should be able to have people where the client doesn't have to do anything they don't have to go find somebody to do their the you know to replace their carpet to paint their house to make sure they have a good inspector to make sure they're going to have a good attorney that's going to help them close the deal or a lender like joey that's going to make sure that when you're buying a house you understand all your details and you understand what to expect but yeah, the hard I, part is proving that before they absolutely. hire you so absolutely and it's a and it's a sorry patrick i, I didn't mean to interrupt either i'm no, sorry not at all um you got me in a rant here. <laughs> Good. So, so, and your ten minutes are up. Uh, all right. Thank you. No, I think. Steve, <laughs> no, keep going. I'm Steve's joking. coming at this from a Steve Davis perspective, which is that he's yeah. focused on the client's needs. Um, I'm very passionate. You know, I, Charlie, I we've know talked about in right. the past. You've you've had conversations with home inspectors who say, you know, why are you so focused on the client? The client's not your customer. The real estate broker who referred you to that client is your customer. That client's yeah, never. That's gonna a big belief in my they're, business. They're never going to re remember you, and you know. I guess I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed that that is, you know, something that is pervasive. And, and when you said that, it got me to thinking there's probably plenty of lawyers who feel the exact same way. I'm and, sure there are. You know, Steve, no offense, but you're very far in, in second place as far as my consideration when it comes to the client's needs. Well, I, you don't have to be. That's not offense taken. No offense taken. I mean, the fact is, some is that, would. Some, that's some how Some would have a problem with that. No, of course not. And, and not at all. If you're doing your job, I'm doing my job. We're all working together. Joey's doing his job. You know, then everything is going to go smoothly. It's when one person isn't doing their job or isn't providing the value that they're supposed to provide. Or, or has a different perspective, is focused on someone other than the client. I mean, you know, I just feel like, yes. you know, I put myself in, in the other person's shoes. Like, how, how would I want to be dealt with? And I wouldn't want to be just put through the ringer. I mean, I've hired lawyers and you, you know, you, the only time you ever see the actual licensed lawyers is when uh, you say, yes, I'd like to hire you. And then, you know, they're, they're beyond somewhere, you know, unless something happens that is not expected, you're, you're dealing strictly with, with their staff. And that's not a great feeling. You know, I, I, I take, I take that, you know, and, and I apply that to my business where it's like, I don't want to be like that. No. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. You I, know, I got asked to join a different BNI group. 
And I was talking to the real estate agent that was in that particular group. And I asked them, you know, what home inspector do you refer? And they told me. So I looked them up and I'm like, there's there's five one-star reviews here and the comments and reply are bad. He goes, yeah, but he's cheap, you know, and, and mm. that's, that's where we're going with get. this stuff. And I, I can't understand this. Why would you want, unless you think that we're all a bunch of, I'm going to use the word again, jamokes, you know, if you think we're all the same, then I get it, you know? Well, Wake up over there. Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I, it's, it, I think it, I'm just going to. But we're, I'm, and I'm it's gonna, my job is to say why we're different. And that's where I was kind of going, you know, is, is how do you tell somebody you're different? And I don't think it's easy. Yeah, I think for that agent, they well, probably care more from their own perspective. That's what they care about is is what it costs. And that's, they think that they're. Or headaches that are given to them. Well, they, they think they're providing uh, value to their to their client by finding the cheapest home inspector because they don't appreciate the importance no, of it. I disagree completely. No? It's not about that. It's about. Well, that's you. Well, He's talking about someone else. You're talking about an agent in general or are you talking about just. One of the top 100 producers in this yeah, area. I, I'm talking about, you know, and, and I, I've talked to agents who, you know, they go, well, you know, yeah, uh, I'd like to refer you business, but, you know, there's this other lawyer that charges $100 less. And I'm just like, well, you know, we're, we're not a good fit. And, you know, there are plenty of agents. And, and I think that from their own perspective, they think that's the value they're delivering. They're, they're going to go to their client, hey, you know, this guy wants to charge you, you know, $699. Um, I got this guy over here that's going to charge you, you know, five hundred. Uh, so I just saved you two hundred dollars, and then you know they think the client's going to go yay, and you know, uh, if shopping shopping for something like you know that what? on price. Is... Shopping for anything, right, is something that every consumer can do. They, like Joey said, the first thing they come to you, it, what's the rate? What's the rate? What's the rate? It's not about the rate. It's not about the agent charging five percent versus six percent. It's not about you charging what you charge. It's not about Charlie charging what he charges. The fact is... What do you get for it? What yeah. do you get for it? Exactly. I, I and if you duvet. don't see that... I bought a duvet. You bought a toupee? A duvet. Oh, I, think I, heard I don't know what a duvet is. A duvet. I heard toupee as well. A duvet is a fancy word for a comforter. All right. All right. No, now, you no. can get a comforter for like 30 <laughs> bucks, right? You can go to TJ Maxx and find you one. Or Target. But... Yeah, or that one. Um, but but this one. God bless um, you, Marty. The, this one this one costs about seven hundred and fifty bucks. Now you say, "Oh my gosh, seven hundred and fifty bucks on a comforter!" And I go, "You know what? It's worth it. It's worth it, man. You know, I, any comforter will you know do the job, right? But when you think about value versus cost, right? This and this is something that you know not everybody understands or appreciates really the the difference between value and cost. You know, there's a reason. Certain things cost more, but the value you get back. Well, why is buying a nice pair of work boots better in you know, for three hundred dollars better than buying an okay pair of work boots for a hundred dollars? Well, it's because you're going to go through ten pair of that hundred dollar uh, work boots before you the three hundred dollar pair uh, wears out. All right, just an example. No, it's a good so, example, Steve. Yeah. If somebody does have questions about. Yep. You know, vetting a real estate agent and that. How do they get hold of you, please? Sure. My number is 312-513-6314. One more time, a little bit slower. Sure. 312-513-6314. And my email address is stevedavis at compass.com and Instagram at I'm Steve Davis. And Joey, I forgot to have you share how people get hold of you. Can you do that, please? Well, I sure can. Uh, you can find me at thevaloannerd.com. Across all my social medias as at thevaloannerd. You can call or text me at 630-235-2405. All right, and then I want to get on to Patrick and then... And talking about transactions with a divorce in the middle of it. I'm just thinking so, about how Joey is... Today he's in an office, right? Usually he's in his uh, abode, but today he's in an office. I'm and so I can excited. just I can just imagine... Uh, <laughs> His coworkers who are sitting around him listening to him, you know, talk sweet, sweet, his, you know. His tonality is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, oh, no it, is, it is awesome. He's getting some bombastic side eye in that you. office. I'm but every every time I think of Joey, I still have to run this little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our Sorry, guy. Joey, who that's loves you? That's our guy, the VA yeah. loan goofy. Uh, and, you know, look, Steve Davis, let's talk about him because he is the $300 pair of work boots. 
All right. I, just All right. Wanted, I, I wish they were that cheap. I, I just, well, you know. I <laughs> love it. Uh, I mean, you know, you don't, and you don't need Versace inside of your work boots. You need you know, a good, sturdy pair of work boots with, you know, anyways, enough about work boots. <laughs> um, divorce. Everyone's favorite topic, right? <laughs> Not nice mine. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. I, you know, Charlie is just, he's going to be huddled in the corner by the time I'm done uh, with my 10 minutes. So, yeah, gonna, but at least my kid's laughing right now from Tennessee. I'm sure the trauma involved. <laughs> Is is no laughing matter at all. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, divorce. You know, this is a topic I can't cover in ten minutes, but I'm going to try to hit a couple of Please. things that would be worthwhile to anybody who is in a transaction where there's a divorce involved. So let me just tackle it first from the buyer perspective, and then I'll tackle tackle it from the seller perspective. From a buyer perspective, if the if the sellers are getting divorced, it's it's not going to be that big of a deal for you. Except that you you just want to make sure that you know your lawyers uh, that your lawyers on top of it, and that you know that 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 the title company is working through things. Um, you can certainly buy and sell real estate uh, while a divorce is pending. Um, there are some steps that the seller has to take to make sure that's good. But you know where where that starts to go wrong is uh, you know you start to get nervous on on the buyer's side because you'll find out from the seller. Well, you know th- there's usually one. Or, or the other, who is the aggrieved, the the the, the self-perceived aggrieved party, who wants to inflict the maximum uh, emotional damage on the other? And so, as the buyer, you know you're coming up on a closing date, for example, and you're and and you hear from the other side, well, you know, aggrieved spouse uh, is is being stubborn, doesn't want to sign, you know, document X, Y, and Z. You start to start to get nervous. And what I tell my clients is that, look, I've been through this enough times to know that a grieved spouse is going to is going to wait to the very last minute to sign that document before it's going to cost them money in court because they know they're going to that a judge is going to make them do it anyway and if they have to go to court they're going to have to pay for not only their lawyer to go stand in front of the judge and get told no as well as the other side's lawyer because they were being uh, capricious about the thing so that's like the perfect example of passive aggressive isn't it well, I mean, th- this is just how divorced people operate, yeah. uh, or divorcing people operate. Um, I had a very wise uncle um, who uh, who told me, and and you know, I didn't believe him at the time, but but I, I, I come to realize that his wisdom that when someone has gone through a divorce, I mean, you really have to kind of you have to to treat them with a little bit of a, a kid glove uh, perspective for at least a year, if not two. After that divorce, I mean, it, it's traumatic. one of the most traumatic things that a person can go through. It's the biggest failing of your life because you, yeah. you know, vowed to do certain things and then you broke those vows. <laughs> and and nobody really feels good about that um, at the end of the day. I mean, there are some amicable divorces, um, but you know, that those aren't the ones that I'm worried about on the other side of a transaction. I'll give you a quick story. I handled a, a, a transaction. Uh, Earlier this year, a, a, good, a dear friend of mine, his mom was buying a house, and um, there was a divorce on the other side. And, and I was looking into the paperwork as as I can, since I have access to this. And like the day before, I I logged in and, and pulled up the the case file. Uh, there was a a motion to limit parenting time filed by a wife against husband. Uh, the the Cliff's notes on it are that uh, hus- uh, the the kids were dropped off at husband's place on a Wednesday. Uh, by Friday, uh, the the husband was texting the son, who is 16, Hey, I'm in Alabama. I need you to come pick me up. Um, not ideal. Uh, the following day, um, the kid, and he said, Don't, t- don't tell mom. following don't day, the mom. kid texts mom, Hey, I'm in Tennessee. I need you to pick me up. Dad got arrested for DUI. Come to find out, dad was driving very impaired uh, on the highway, got pulled over. Kid is asleep in the back seat. Dad gets pulled in for DUI and felony child endangerment. I'm like, ooh, that's a spicy one. Yeah. Um, and you know, the client was concerned, like, is is he going to do something uh, that you know to sabotage the house? And I said, well, you're you're going to get to do a final walkthrough. Be very, very, uh, you know, meticulous about that final walkthrough. So that's on the buyer side. You can you can encounter these things on the seller side. Just know that the vast majority of circumstances, whatever. The rabble rouser on the other side is is doing. They're probably going to come good uh, just at the last minute. All right. Now on the seller side, 
the the thing you know so th- there's a little bit of a needle you've got to thread as at least as a lawyer and, and Steve I'm sure you'll have some some comments you've probably dealt with this where you're selling a home and the parties are are either in the middle of just have gotten through or are in con- the contemplation of a divorce and typically you're going to be dealing with one spouse or the other they're not going to be a united front um, and, and in some cases a judge will have ordered one spouse or the other to be uh, the one responsible for hiring the broker and you know handling all of that sort of thing now you still have to get signatures from the other side and again the principle about you're going to get that last minute certainly applies and and it's something that uh, I'm constantly advising my seller clients about in terms of yeah you know your spouse they're, they're putting up a big fight, but you know, just just let's, let's wait and see. They come in the last minute, but the, the way I'd, I'd like to handle the other spouse, the one who feels like they are in the aggrieved position more so than than the one I'm working with, or they're just aggrieved because the judge said that the other one could uh, be in charge of it. I said, look, neither of us wants to be in this situation. You don't want to be hearing from me. And I'm afraid about what you're going to respond to me with. And, you know, all I can tell you is that if you sign these documents and get them back to me, it'll be one step closer to never having to deal with that person that you don't ever want to have to deal with again. And some variety of that is usually how I'm going to handle that other spouse. Um, I don't think, and you know, I can tell you a couple of, of really, uh, let's say a couple of really spicy stories. The one is is uh, real quick. I was sitting in a client, uh, when I was way back when I was a baby lawyer, sitting in a closing with a client, and for whatever reason, the seller's lawyer decided that they were going to have both spouses come in and sign at the title company. And just had, yes, he said, wow. the husband comes in and That's is just absolutely letting the wife have it in the other room. And my oh, client and I are looking at each other like, no way. Now, here's the other story that I heard just this weekend that is just, I, I'm still like reeling at this story. So, um, not the not the person who was telling me this story, but one of uh, a, another broker was representing yeah. a buyer, and it was a uh, uh, it was a married couple. They get to the closing table. They have like seventy thousand dollars in earnest money up. Um, they get to the closing table. The husband slides some papers over to the wife, and says, "I've been cheating on you. These are divorce papers. I'm not closing, and there's no way you're getting that seventy k back." Wow. Oh, hand so to God. It goes hand back to, to wow. angry people do angry things. Now, you know, yeah. this, is, yeah. this is a hearsay a story. And, and, you know, I'm sure there are some, you know, other facts or some yeah. other things. But just if that is even the, the, the gist of what happened, I'm just like. Yeah, it's nah. a jaw drop. No so, lies. You know, the, these are some things, you know, that you can. Th- 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 I don't want to say that's going to happen very often. It's the no. only time I've ever heard of it happening. But, you know, divorce just you can get quite spicy. Uh, that's no lie. Patrick, <laughs> if people do want to reach out to you for real estate law and ask any questions, how do they get hold of you, please? Yeah, I don't do divorce, so just don't even. But get a hold of me at Loftus <laughs> underscore law on Insta, at Loftus Law on TikTok. Outstanding. And my turn, I get to talk about about what we call chimney scans. And what got me into offering this service is I never realized how expensive it is to put a liner inside of a clay towel flue when the clay towel flue is cracked. And how also, expensive can that get? It gets like six grand in our in today's wow. dollars, okay. all right? And I also had a house that I did an inspection on purpose. On, on purpose, of course, I did it on purpose. Um, I did it personally. Good to know. Good I know, know I misspoke. Um, I did it personally, and then everything was beautiful. It was a townhome. I'll tell you if you you do a Google search for house fire, Red Top Lane in Libertyville, um, you'll find because it's all public record. You'll find photos and everything else of this thing. But I ended up doing the inspection. It was beautiful. And then the fireplace, I get to this, and this is before we started doing scans, but I looked at the firebox, I looked up, and, and the firebox had a whole bunch of gaps in the mortar. I looked up into the smoke chamber, and you could see it wasn't powered, you see all the bricks, and it just looked like it was in really bad shape. I mean, the bricks were actually cockeyed, they were loose, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I get a phone call about a month later, you know, that uh, from the real estate agent that referred us, and he goes, yeah, that deal got canceled. I go, I'm sorry. It was such a nice place. He goes, oh, yeah, the house burned down. 
And I'm like, what? You know, of course, my heart stops, yeah. you know, and I'm in shock. Yeah. What, but she what tells me, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to always wonder about that. Absolutely. And I goes, and she told me, goes, well, they had a big fight over the chimney. You told them it was unsafe to use. They didn't want to, you know, buy it like that condition. They knew it was going to be expensive. And the seller said, no, we use it all the time. This thing's perfect. Everything's great. So finally, they were, you know, going back and forth, and they agreed that they would bring out a, an outside chimney company, and one of the biggest ones in the area. They had them scheduled to come on a Wednesday. The sellers had their family over on the Sunday prior. And again, they really, in their heart, they felt everything was good. And they lit a fire in there. The next thing they know is lights started flickering. The alarms went off. They went up to the top floor to investigate, and it was all filled with smoke. They got everybody out of there. And by the time the fire department arrived, it was through the roof, and it ended mm-hmm. up being a two-alarm on a townhome fire, which is kind of a big deal, you know, when, when you have to start bringing in extra help. And Libertyville is not a small community. They, they have a pretty good-sized fire department up there. So they ended up bringing in extra help for this stuff. So it's a big deal. So what we did was we started putting 360 cameras on a lighted push rod. And now we could take a 360-degree video of the entire inside of the flu. And our goal is not to find a problem. It really isn't. Our goal is to prove that that flu is okay. And there is not one chimney sweep out there that will fix a cracked clay tile flu. They're all going to drop those liners in there. And again, that's six grand. You know, so for $250, and we have one down in Hyde Park that we're going to be doing this weekend. They got six chimneys, you know. And wow. yeah, we had another one in Winneka, actually, that had eight fireplaces, eight flues, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it takes a while just going up there videotaping all these things. But then it turned out that just about, I want to say 90% plus of the clay tile flues that we run into, we're going to find a gap in the mortar. We're going to find a crack in the tile. You know, a lot of people really don't understand about cleaning these things. They burn paper in there. They make everything super hot and it just deteriorates it. And to me, I think it's kind of a big deal, you know. So kind I'm gonna, of a big deal. Your house is burning deal. down or not? Yeah. Hey, look, people out there. And I'm not there, doing the FOMO thing. Please no, don't no, think no. I am. This is no, legit. not at all. I've, prevention I've, you know, prevention had, is the key. I've had fire cases before in, in you know, back in my days as a litigator. Mm. Look, this is, this is not... A this is this is this is important. Okay, we're you know we're not just we're not just blowing smoke. Oh, God, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> kind of. Um, look, any time you have fire that can access combustible material, what do you think is going to happen? Okay, and just because and this is the classic, you know, Charlie, what you described. Well, it's we've never had a problem. It's always been fine for us. We, I hear that all the time. We haven't been, you know, uh, our our <laughs> we've, we've burnt plenty of fires in here. It's like and thank God you got lucky every time. And, you know, sticking your head in the sand is about the worst thing you can do. And it's you funny know, you say that I got into an argument with the Jamal Comb inspector from Texas. Um, and, but it's like another thing is federal Pacific panels. You know, these things are known to be a problem. And they pride, a lot of these guys are priding themselves on taking those panels off. I'm like, you're going to tell someone to replace the panel anyway. Why would you open it up and take something that's not a problem and make a problem out of it? Why would you do that? You know? What ego, right? But they they want to get in there and they want to go, well, see what I saw and, you know, look how how good I am. His response was, well, maybe I just do more than you, you know? And I'm like, the thing is too, is, is it's all about obviously prevention. And more importantly is that you at least have the knowledge and the education of what is going on. Yeah. And if you have that, then, then you can make your decision just like, you know, anyone in a profession, you should give advice based on what you think, or at least letting them know, what's going on so what you do as far as like this is what i found i know that that may you know kill the deal whatever type thing that shouldn't be looked uh, upon as a bad thing it should be looked upon as i appreciate you letting me know and the fact is you're making the most important investment of your life and you know having the person that is going to find these issues 
the person that can see them has the knowledge and the experience and the you know has already done this many many years just like in any profession that's going to be a better person to use and it's i think when it comes to, like we were talking about earlier when it comes to cost of the the you know of the liner uh, of of using a certain uh professional right they're priceless because you are working and 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 you know trying to advise on 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 the largest purchase of your life so in all actuality charlie i think that you doing that i think that's a great thing that you're doing because i can't tell you how many times where people are like well how how do you think this is a big deal and i say listen i think you need to get it i would advise you getting it inspected by an actual professional because the fireplace is nothing to mess with. So we ended up doing a focus group on past clients. And, and I've been in this for over 30 years now. And the biggest thing that came back on that survey was I just want to know. I can make my own decisions. Mm -hmm. I just want to know. And I think that if all of us as real estate professionals, if we just realize that, you know, our job is education. Our job is to give good, clear, concise facts so that people can make educated decisions. That's it. I don't make decisions for anybody. You know, I let them know what the problem is, how severe it is, how much it's going to cost. And then they go, well, should I ask for this? I love this question. Mm. Should I ask for this in negotiations? I'm like, I'm ignorant on that. Right. And I can't give you advice intelligently to help you with that. I don't know the leverage you have. That's where you two come in. Mm -hmm. it's not, that's not where your expertise lies. That's right. my point. Right. But yeah. there's a lot of people that try to answer those things be like, oh, let me answer this. I know what I'm talking about. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't be giving advice. And yeah. that's the point where we start baffling with BS. I'm big on Devin's going to be lane. so proud of me for that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. because, yes, it did almost slip out. Um, <laughs> but it's a, true, it's, a, it's a true fact, and it needs to be, you know, obviously – people need to understand it so no without a doubt and i value all three of you guys and we are like i say getting towards the end of the time that we're allotted and stuff and and joey you've been sitting in the background kind of <laughs> kind of a little quiet i don't know if we were talking I'm over you or not I you absorb are. information yeah but you're i don't know you're, you're, you're just a wealth I'm of a knowledge as well and i'd love to get more out of you sometimes but <laughs> joey so tell us again one last time how do how do people get hold of you if they have a bunch of questions? And these guys are laughing at me because of that <laughs> comment I just made. You're still my favorite. I want you to know that. Well, I am on the, the internet with you right now. Uh, so you can uh, <laughs> so reach true. out to me at thevaloanerd.com. You can call or text me at 630-235-2405. Find me on the social medias as at thevaloanerd. You'll find a new video every day, every single day. And especially when it comes, and I've been enjoying those videos, you know, I need to put more double tap hearts or whatever you do on the, to get all that nerdy stuff going. But yeah, give us some I engagement, Charlie. What's wrong with you? No lie. Uh, Steve, please. Sure. Steve Davis. Uh, my, uh, you can find me on social media at I'm Steve Davis. And my email address is Steve Davis at compass.com or my number 312 513 Six three one four. And Patrick, last word. Everyone here has a particular set of skills, and you know. But seriously, we have we all have expertise, and we all are sharing it. With, you know, with with absolutely no reservations. But understand that expertise. This is the the value that is added. So and learning about that's key. You can go about the home buying or selling process without people with a certain amount of expertise, a certain set of skills, but it's not advisable. It's not advisable. Find me at on Instagram at Loftus underscore Loft. Find me on TikTok at Loftus Loft. I post almost every day, and I love lobbing a softball to Joey because I love to give him a platform to show his expertise because he is he's got tons of it. He really does. My name is Charlie Belfontaine. I own Chicagoland Home Inspectors, and I want to give a thank you to Devin Tingle. We ran over on time, so thank you for listening. Um, and I'm out. Mm -hmm.